Hello and welcome back to another Let's Backflip Show Happy Hour podcast. I'm Ryan Fring, co-creative director here at Backflip, and this is the show where we talk with our interesting friends about all things production, entertainment, video, music, sports, life, whatever. We talk with our interesting people about the interesting things in their lives, and it's a blast. We enjoy our favorite libations while we do it, so make sure you grab something. And this week is no exception. You've all heard about Luke, the Luke of all trades, and that's who we have on this episode. We've got Luke Kolarski, a his literal title is Luke of all trades, but he's a, a cinematographer, he's a grip, gaffer, producer, builder, uh, mailman, janitor, you know, he does like all the things that I get to do as, as an owner of the business. Um, so he's, you know, he's such a big help in what he does. And that's why we call him the Luke of all trades. So we talk with him about live production and producing in a small studio and all the things that that takes. So it's a lot of fun and, and I'm super happy we were able to get Luke into one of these. He's, he can kind of be introverted. So this was a blast. If you haven't already, please do like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. We are everywhere podcasts are sold. We are on Google, Apple, uh, I almost said Switch, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. We're everywhere. And you know what? Reviews can help. So if you are enjoying this, please let us know. Give us a review and show that love so that others can find the podcast because apparently it helps with the algorithm. That's that's what I hear. That's what I read. So we'll we'll say the things that they tell you to say. And if you have thoughts on how we can improve or other guests that you'd like us to have on, please let us know. You can email myself, John, Emily, whomever you come across, and we'll get it to the right person. We'll, we'll make things happen. So thanks for that. Thanks for tuning in. Without much more ado, this is episode 39 with Luke Kolarski. Hello, and welcome back to another happy hour uh, I am a creative director here at Backflip, and please do text me and let me know if I lose audio at some point, because that seems to happen when I'm being the DJ as well. Um, looks like I do have audio right now, though, so that's great. So today, we're talking about studio and live stream behind the scenes. We're bringing on somebody awesome, but before we get to that, let's go over here. You can see Luke, but uh, let's introduce Jono <laughs> first. We got John, other creative director here. Say hey, John. Hello. It takes all of my my uh, self-control not to say hey, John, every time. You should every time. That would be a really fun intro that I'm sure people would never get tired of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then over here, way over there, we've got Luke Kalarski, who some of you may know. Uh, say hey, Luke. Hello. It's Luke, me. <laughs> Luke is somebody who we call our jack of all trades. Um, certainly would never say master of none, master of many, <laughs> uh, jack of all, master of many. Um, but Luke, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Luke. I've been working for Backflip full time now for I think about a year. Um, Started here as an intern in high school uh, and slowly kind of kept getting more and more hours, put on different tasks, uh, worked my way up a little bit, and now I've kind of got, I've got fingers in a little bit of everything here. Um, grew up uh, in Wanakee, so just a few minutes from the office, and uh, yeah. 
super exciting. <laughs> I think what you meant to say was you have your fingers in many pies. <laughs> Did I say pods? No, you didn't say anything. You were oh. going <laughs> to That's what you yes, wanted to pies. say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke is a great example of someone who is just a go-getter and a doer and can achieve things and do things that they've never done before. Um, so we trust Luke with a lot. <clears throat> and that's been awesome. I, I mean, you know, I still uh, feel like a janitor sometimes. Um, in some cases, you know, changing toilet paper rolls and cleaning up messes and things like that. Uh, and you, you do some of that as well, but you also do shooting. So I feel like you kind of span the gamut of things that even an owner type person would do. Uh, but we can sure. kind of throw whatever we want at you and you, you run with it and get it done. And you're like, oh, I guess it's sometimes, okay. Like, it's sometimes amazing. for the better, sometimes for the worse. <laughs> well, and everyone, if you haven't seen our studio space, Everyone's always in awe of like the ladder, you know. It's a ladder that let's see goes up against the wall. I can't take I can't take too down. much credit for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, was, we uh, always talk about it too. Ideas are crap. We should have a picture <laughs> of that ladder. Yeah. I mean, we might have that. I have yeah. some pictures here. Um, we are talking again about studio and live production, all the amazing things that you can do. And Luke's on here because he is like such an integral part of all of these things whether he's uh, designing something with Jeff or building it by himself, you know, staying here long hours to build something um, or helping us shoot in studio or live production. Um, so that's, that's why we brought Luke on. What's, what's that been like? You know, like I mentioned, we threw, we just throw so much at you, you know, we throw everything at you um, sure. and you just make it happen. And it's amazing. What's that been like for you? Uh, it's been good. It's been uh, I mean, a huge learning experience, you know, like I said, I've been here like four years, so it's, you know, over time, it's over a period of four years, I've, you know, taken on more responsibilities, so it hasn't been too overwhelming. Occasionally, something is thrown at me that I'm like, uh, I need a little help with this, and obviously, you guys are very understanding of that, and, you know, will walk me through something, or, hey, do it this way, try it that way, um, but I think it also working here and having different responsibilities and trying new things fits my personality well and the way I prefer to work, which is, you know, I, I prefer not to just do one thing all the time, every day, um, being able to switch to different tasks, um, you know, whether it's uh, designing something with Jeff, then actually building it, shooting, um, setting up stuff in the studio, whatever, uh, being able to do all those different things, just I really enjoy that because I don't know, being stuck with one thing over and over again, I can't deal with that. So I really uh, enjoy having bits and pieces of you know different projects. Well, it's kind of the the uh, macro level. So mm -hmm. in production, like even if you specialize in a particular area sure. and you start doing you know camera work or dp work or gaffing all the mm -hmm. time the the nature of the work might be the same but every mm -hmm. shoot is completely different because it's yep. not just like coming into like a set workstation and yeah. doing the same thing it's every day is okay now we're in this setting and we have this stuff to deal with mm -hmm. 
Um, and this, although you're not in one, you know, narrow sure. uh, area of expertise and focus, it's kind of the same thing. Like everybody's got to yeah. do that in this industry is like adapt and mm -hmm. do different things every single day. And it's just kind of like, well, what am what are we tackling today? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And the breadth, the breadth might just be a little bit wider than, than some cases, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, today you're going to go machine a sign, you know, you're make a <laughs> yep. sign and you're going to paint it and you're going to, you know, figure out how to rig it up. Um, yep. And tomorrow you'll be, shooting with the camera. Um, but this is a happy hour. So we're talking about studio and live production behind the scenes. We do want to talk about what we're drinking, our libations. Um, there's never any pressure to drink alcohol, but uh, there's always encouragement. So I've got this Balvini double wood. It's been on the show before, a little whiskey, a uh, little whiskey to get it, get going. And if, if we make it there, we got a, we got a mad rep, yo, mm -hmm. always be nice. repping. I got some Carbon four hard seltzer, which is probably my favorite. Um, I was gonna say, not it's not my favorite beer, but it's definitely my favorite hard seltzer. They're so subtle, they're not sugary, um, and they're you know less than hundred calories, which is important to some people. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you guys got? I've got the remainder of uh, some French press coffee. Uh, it's Pete's medium roast. Um, what the heck was it? I just bought it last night. Uh, and then French pressed. Uh, a little bit of that left in my my Rowan cup. Oh, I think that's this is super cute. Little nice. pictures of Rowan from when he was a baby. Um, and then that's there's a one swig wet left of that and then i've got the uh spotted cow um i'm uh there's a good story behind that isn't there yeah well <laughs> there's a story anyway <laughs> i did my math incorrectly and bought a lot of spotted cow because i thought it was cheaper than the other <laughs> beer that I was looking at. Um, Ryan and I were going scouting for hunting. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm going to get some beer and I'll put it in a cooler and bring it up for when we're done with that. And I was just going to buy something cheap, you know, lower cost anyway, uh, like a Coors or whatever. And I thought, I thought I had won the jackpot and that the spotted cow was cheaper and it wasn't oh, no. design wrong or something or was posted wrong. I just got it. It was like spotted cows better anyway. <laughs> so refreshing. All right. What do you got for us, Luke? Uh, just the humble glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a, an alcohol drinker, but uh, every once in a while, but yeah, today it's water. <laughs> well, and this is a happy hour, so we're going to be happy even even with uh, <laughs> even with water, even with whatever you're. I mean, I I have tea as well. I've also got a little amino acid drink. <laughs> I I have the five ratio drinks. is like one drink for me, <clears throat> five Ryan. I know. I I am a little intense and I go overboard on things. That's Ryan's like the he's like a character out of a movie where he's been like manufactured by some group of scientists and he has to keep like like drinking different elixirs to like keep him like balanced out like I, I gotta have a little bit of the uh, brown and then I gotta have a little bit of the purple 
<laughs> it's all color-based. You yeah. should put them in test tubes. <laughs> I, so I think one thing that'd be really cool to do is look at our studio demo reel, which you cut, Luke. Um, um, right? Actually, or that may have been Jeff. Okay, Jeff cut this. Andrew you cut did, the live production one. Yes, I did the live version. Jeff did studio. Andrew did overall backflip reel. Yeah. But well, that, that kills my whole intro here. So uh, <laughs> we'll just watch it and let's see. Then we can talk about all the work. And I know you shared some photos with me. So let me see. Let's switch this. You guys won't hear it, um, John and Luke, but everyone at home should be hearing it. If not, you'll have to check it out. I think, do we link to it somewhere? Let's see. I don't know. Probably. We're so good at marketing, guys. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's our studio demo reel, a Jeff Bell joint. Look, everything will be fine. I, I know it doesn't look like much behind the scenes, but as long as you do what you're supposed to do. All right, Terrence, thank you. Just uh, be sure to do what you're supposed to do, okay? Great. Okay, go. Julie, Julie, come here. So good. Oh, Classic. Don't become a live promoter. Oh no. Here we you go. sold. You sold out, Ryan. Let's leave it on here. That's so much fun, and <laughs> I want to. Maybe we could look at several of those. Um, but what's what's your favorite one of those that you've you know that you worked on? Um, I would say probably the Avid Awards. Sports Center themed piece, but also I kind of forgot we even did this till I was just watching it. But the uh, short film uh, piece we did—I don't know whatever came of that. Teaser. But yeah, yeah, the teaser right there. Uh, we kind of built a subway type of set, um, and that's that was kind of the first time I had done anything uh, like that. You know, in terms of something more creative based upon a story versus mm -hmm. just like a interesting set. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, the Avid Sports Center was uh, a big project. We uh, had to build a platform for this massive desk. I think we rented, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to sit on. And then, yeah, we had these, uh, you know, like... I don't know what that's called, but the rails to hold the TVs. Mm -hmm. um, and in the background, that's just on the site, but in the background we've got these like vertical kind of windows um, mm -hmm. with some lights behind them. But so yeah, that was that was a big project, but 
probably one of my most uh, memorable, I would say. Yeah. I I think one of the things is like one of the things that differentiates com- companies that achieve things like this versus others is just that we approach things with a yeah, we could probably figure that out. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> Definitely. And uh, this is a case of that, you know, the we I, I knew that we could get some sort of rail system. We got that from Full Compass. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Full Compass. Um, it was uh, truss. It's yeah, like metal truss, yep. lighting truss. And then, I mean, man, the set does look so impressive. Mm-hmm. And what those are is those are just our TVs, like from around the office. We like mm-hmm. pulled our TVs off the wall and mm-hmm. got mounts for them to mount them sideways on the truss system. And then Jeff, you know, worked up all the graphics for all that stuff. And then the background there, you built those mm-hmm. flats yep. uh, out of wood, just made wood frames. And then mm-hmm. we put uh, frosted uh, film in them. Initially we, it was Hampshire Frost. Hampshire Frost. Shout out to Jordan Post. We bought so much Hampshire Frost that we didn't use. (laughs) And the Hampshire Frost was too light because you could see through it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's 216 or 250 in there. 216. Just with some light behind it to like kind of glow it up and give it that that quality. Yeah. Because like these like sports center style sets are just there's like screens everywhere mm-hmm. and lights everywhere and everything's glowing and moving and yep. yeah. So that's what we wanted to achieve with that. How many days and we can talk about the, the planning cause I know Jeff did 3d models and such, but how many days did this take mm-hmm. you to make? I think you shared photos with me too. Yeah. Boy, <clears throat> when was this too? Was this like three years ago, four years ago? Um, yeah, 2016 yeah, so or 2017, yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are the flats, the frames. There's a I think I've got at least 5 days of studio building yeah. setup stuff. It was probably yeah, it was probably like 3 to 5, I'm guessing. Um I don't know if that incorporated the planning stage, but um you said you thought Jeff did do some modeling? He did. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe Jeff, if you're listening, if you slack yeah. me that modeling, <laughs> I can pull that stuff up. Um, but yeah, um, or slack it to yeah, Luke, and Luke can slack yeah, it. Yeah, being able to model it helps a lot. But then I think even with the model, there's some like you've got the pieces in your hands, kind of figuring it out. So that definitely takes up some time too. Um, but yeah, we had these. I think there were six separate pieces for the flats, like four by four, maybe. Just a oh, simple down here. Yep. Yeah, just a simple frame with plywood on top, and then. Yeah, the the vertical pieces in the background are just like one by ones uh, built to a frame, and then just a solid piece of plywood on the bottom mm-hmm. uh, to kind of separate it from the ground. And then, yeah, like you said, I think it was two sixteen on the background or on the stretch across the frame. Um, but painting those flats was interesting. Yeah, yep, because it was like. Those, you know, like super black, black, and then like this intense orange. But I don't remember if we had got high gloss, if we bought high gloss paint and it wasn't enough, but we ended up 
I had to put like two or three coats of like high gloss polyurethane on that stuff, and that was that was interesting. That was one of those late night <laughs> projects. Yeah. Was that just to protect it? Was like paint coming off, or like what was? No, that? I think it was it was a combination of protecting it, but I don't think the high gloss was sh- like was a high enough sheen for what we were going for. So I yeah, think that to get a real shiny yeah, surface, like a glossy floor look. Uh, and then yeah, like obviously the the pattern goes across multiple uh, pieces. So you know, connecting them and painting them in a way that once they're all together, they create that pattern. And the other the other thing you learned, we all learned on this, is uh, that there are certain dimensions yes. that. Yes, make more sense than others when you're yep. putting together anything a house or a set mm-hmm. yep yep so yeah i think pretty much every project uh that i've worked on i've learned something new along those lines but in this case we made the each flat four feet by four feet if i remember correctly six because by it's six th- is what these are oh they are six by six okay so yeah six by six and i think it was just they fit the psych uh the flat portion of the psych well. Um, yeah, like 18 feet like, or so. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just worked out that way. But in hindsight, it's like, hmm, you know, plywood comes in like four by eight sheets and a right. lot of wood comes in, you know, whatever. So you ended up having to like use multiple pieces of plywood on one flat, uh, which it was fine. But in hindsight, yeah, it would have been like, let's just do like a four by eight piece, you know, right. like that'd be what three of those or whatever and so yeah hindsight's 2020 but <laughs> yeah i think i remember like realizing oh wait why did we make it this size in the midst of building it but mm-hmm. it worked out yeah this is a really fun one and this is an example too of live production because we had all the live production cameras and mm-hmm. stuff set up it premiered live we did edit it it's it's fake live um but this is one of those things that we had the whole configuration and hardware for actual live, but, um, you know, nothing, this is an award show is what it is. Mm-hmm. Nothing needed to be actually live. So we pre-recorded, uh, and pre-produced, but this camera's on a jib. This is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can see the whole thing and that's, you know, it looks legit. It looks big, looks yep. spacious. It's obviously not, you know, a uh, thousand square foot or 500 square foot mm-hmm. kind of newsroom, but, all these elements just look so nice and like these graphics tie into each other and i can't Mm -hmm. remember i think these are and if you hear a child in the background it's a child i have here at home i think doing a spelling test um but these i can't remember if it was one computer or two computers john you might have remembered but we just had so many computers there's this graphic there's this graphic you know one two three four five six we're driving like six screens you don't see any of that. It's all hidden. I yeah. I think there's a computer on each side and with like a two screen computer setup, you know, like and then that that way that makes that the most seamless. Um it's just a super wide video. Uh it's I'm say wide because on its, it's side, oriented yeah. that way, but we mm-hmm. the screens are sideways. Um so the super wide video spans both screens just like a dual screen computer monitor and then the graphics just animate and a loop moving like that 
And that, so, but there had to be one computer on one side, one on another, one down on the bottom for the, the desk has a, a screen in it. Mm-hmm. And then I think yet another one for the screen behind them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, this is a really fun one. And you'll also notice these come back up. Let's see. <clears throat> in that yeah, we did St. green Ambers. screen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is it in the same reel? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did we use it in this one? We didn't use no. it. In I thought there was a St. Ambrose. Uh, maybe it's a, a different one. It might be this, or this the demo reel. Yeah, I mean, we reuse those flats again and again because they're great little lighting mm-hmm. elements, and we can use them in yep. other places. Um, yeah, here's another example of the studio where we just kind of blacked it out. These are actually just our lights kind of sitting mm-hmm. around. You know, very fun stuff. Oh, this is from the award show as well. Yep. This is the previous year, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the previous year... We did a fake award show, and you can see Jeff does graphics here, pulling off the graphics. So that year was all green screen, you know, and that was fun and unique and different. And it's ways to make something. God darn it, I can't pause it. (laughs) Um, And pause. There we go. You know, just add production value without Mm -hmm. obviously having all this stuff, you know. So I know that was very well received. And then the next year they wanted to step it up and mm-hmm. do the sports center thing. We were faking, uh, faking stages before it was cool. <laughs> Let's see. And they're like, uh, build us a real one. <laughs> yeah. Jeff says he remembers that the set had so many computers behind each monitor just hidden out of frame. I think they, there was some like issues with trying cause, like, Sounds like each side had its own computer, but then like syncing the graphic between the top and bottom TV was something to figure out too. Yeah, and it's like, do we have two videos on two different screens? Do we have one video that's wide and something to split that? I don't remember Mm -hmm. the solution, but I think it works because you see, you know, with a hair of a second, like it looks like they're pretty much, I mean, and maybe if you squunch those, squunch? (laughs) Scoot those. Yeah, squanch it. <laughs> squanch it's something from Rick and Morty. Um, if you squish these together, maybe that lines up. Jeff would know better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the other things that was in here and, and uh, Aaron Williams commented too, <clears throat> Princess Knight in studio, different studio. Mm-hmm. That's true. So some of these, I, I don't know specifically, but likely some of these are from our previous studio, which was yeah. much tinier. Um but you know this is all done obviously in studio there's no there's no castle that we went to um this is one that we're we're so close to uh being ready to finish editing we're just kind of getting some of the business finished finalized and then we can do all the special effects and stuff but this is one where we have six panels eight panels uh, i can't remember how many and they make we make use of them in every single shot. It's the exact same panels, no matter where you are, but we set deck them um, mm-hmm. differently, shoot them differently, light them all differently, and it feels like different spaces, you know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, there, there's like <laughs> so much that you could learn 
uh, it's like a crash course in in really what the magic of film production is. You know, doing that shoot, which is like, yeah, when you're when you have unlimited budget and you're in Hollywood and whatever, like you just mm-hmm. build the castle, you know, just or go shoot at a castle. Mm-hmm. You don't have that, you know. Like Ryan said, we had a handful of flats you know a handful of pieces but if you can imagine what the shot is supposed to look like from every direction and sort of sketch that out on paper then the different camera angles you know well when i look that way i'm supposed to see this thing when i look this way i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to see this thing and you realize that the shots because the camera cuts and we're not doing like a one shot, like looking all around. Um, you just have to isolate that one shot at a time. Um, there's even something called a French angle, which is like using the same background or roughly the same background in two shots by having somebody looking this way and then putting your other subject in the scene looking this way, talking back to them and basically using the same background and it makes it feel like that's just the background on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring in film history. I love it. Yeah. Um, Aaron Williams asked, Luke, do you remember videotape? And I, I don't uh, know what that is referring to videotape. My age. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't I, remember uh, calling anything videotape. I mean, I made stuff on VHS, you know, deck yeah. to deck. Yeah, no, I never record anything on tape. Um, I do have strong memories of watching stuff on VHS and, you know, having to rewind the whole thing and all that. Um, Be kind, please rewind. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But no, I was only ever uh, shooting digital stuff, so. He skipped it. We should make him. Yeah. We should make him splice something. That'd be a challenge. Yeah, I wonder, um, I think Jeff probably, or maybe I don't know, Jeff, did you get that experience of doing tape, um, you know, on a Steenbach or whatever, cutting film? If not, you and Andrew, because Andrew may or may not have. I guess you yeah. went to DW. That's where we had our experience with cutting on the Steenbach. We're going to make them do that. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. We have yeah. those 8-millimeter cameras. Are they 8 or 16? Uh, 8. I feel like it's eight. We have an eight millimeter camera, one or two of those, and then an eight millimeter projector, I believe, too. Yeah. I have some 16 uh, on a reel from uh, from school, or a project that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that we have a way to display it because yeah. we have the eight millimeter projector, Ryan. I'm back. The children are running around crazy stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, what, what do you guys want to look at over here? This is, so this is T.C. DeWitt's The Princess Knight and mm-hmm. the man, the myth, the legend himself, T.C. DeWitt. Yeah. Here. Obviously well, one he's of the been thing, on the show before. One of the things I talked about, so I, you know, this is probably one of our better social media weeks because we have some good integrated posts going mm-hmm. out. With, and so I wrote up a, just a quick article about the value of a studio and Part of what it comes down to, it sounds so simple, but just having a space set aside where there's lots of room to 
set something up and leave it there while you're working on it for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we're like looking uh, the other direction because we don't always, you know, I kind of wrote about how people think, oh, I don't know if I need a white psych or a green screen. It's like, that's just a fraction of what you can do in the studio. You know, the value is having a space that's almost 2,000 square feet that has a 22-foot ceiling um, that we can put things in that then we can shoot. So, you know, there's some shots in this reel where we don't even, in a sense, we don't even do the studio stuff. We just turned around and shot back toward a different wall to do that news scene uh, mm-hmm. to make the newsroom. Um, we, and then we, we dragged all the desks out of the office spaces and set them up in the, yeah, there you go. So that's just, we don't have those desks anymore, but we have these big old lawyer desks uh, that we bought from somebody who was just liquidating a office furniture. We set them up and put them in there. And then actually we made it harder for ourselves than it had to be, but there's some VFX in this shot. Cause we were, I think, yeah. Didn't Jeff do a before and after, I feel like maybe somewhere on the channel, YouTube channel. It's, yeah. it, it's kind of hard to guess what's VFX. That shot. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, it would be, it would have been ideal to do it, you know, physical, but this was a 48 hour film contest and we didn't have time to make these things. So those signs on the background of the wall are VFX, not real. So much fun, so much tracking. Um, yeah, this monitor too. This monitor has been around the office forever. The one with the line down the center. <laughs> that <laughs> well, that's piece that of crap. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, let's see. You know, and using a studio as a studio is fun. I think our studios, <clears throat> in terms of video studios, maybe like the second largest, maybe the third. I actually don't know how big um, Natalie Hinckley's is. You've been there, John. Um, yeah. I haven't been to her new place. Oh, I thought you had gone. But, you know, like John's saying, it's just all about utilizing the space in the best way possible. And um, it was unfortunate because I think, you know, from like 2008 on, a lot of bigger studios in the state closed down or repurposed what they were doing because of um, kind of the digital revolution that let us come in, kind of changed the way that they work. And then Film Wisconsin, like shutting down the benefits, also meant people weren't shooting films here. So there's not, I don't know, there might be one in Milwaukee if there's any true sound stages, you know, perfectly silent Mm -hmm. um, sound stages. But, you know, you've got lots of kind of studios like we have. Well, and we were trying to, I think this discussion too is trying to recover or, or reintroduce the ways that you can use a studio because... By the way, this is like I baby Luke right here. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of shoots have gone the route of like, you know, oh, well, let's do on location. Um, or if they're in the studio, it's like, oh, we'll just do it in the studio and we get the white background. And case in point, here's a shot. This is in the studio because mm-hmm. we had a quick one-day thing and we wanted to represent three different people's 
homes or spaces where they would get mail and and different time of days yeah different times of day and there's nothing to these shots other than like a little bit of different set decoration and lighting and we get you know when you watch it i think your mind's eye fills in the rest of the details about where you are yeah like this one i think was maybe like our kitchen counter Right in the morning, you got coffee. You got some of those kitchen things. A mortar and pestle, because apparently this person is a witch, and they make potions. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's I not that's not detail. coffee. That's a potion. Yeah, this detail is so much fun. Um, top down, yeah, D- basically just different countertops is what we have in the studio. Um, but it's it, you know it's about this mail. This this project was so much fun. You know, office, and it's not necessarily flat lighting but it harkens to your your office terrible flat lighting look the mail comes in you get your uh what was this for that's like an entryway you know like in your house where you might have like a table where you set your keys and stuff right and then what was this this was a i'm trying to think of the campaign uw homecoming was it homecoming yeah okay yeah so maybe end of the night when somebody comes home and they have their keys, you know, look, they have like uh, a dress shirt on, put their keys down, love UW, you know, a photo of somebody, I don't know if that's Bascom Hill, like, you know, just so much fun, little things, right? All in studio. And you could certainly do that in location, but it's way easier to do that stuff in studio. And when you think studio, it doesn't have to be white psych or green screen, like John's saying, you know, you can do just about anything. Let's see. We got the Rock'em Sock'em Robots coming up too. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was before my time, I think. But I remember was it one of you or Jeff? Yeah, was telling me that like aren't those lights just like you know uncovering and covering phone flashlights? Yeah, yeah. What's a great effect? Yep. Yep. We wanted to make it look like cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a tiny. That's obviously a tiny set. It's the robot game. And so the lights needed to be scaled accordingly. And so there's like some phone lights. I think some of the stuff that comes in the background there are these little LED lights on a string. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a fun one. Let's see. This is kind of in our series. Um, What's the company name? Come on, John. Thermostore. Thermostore. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All those crazy creative, uh, you know, scientific testing. Yeah. Um, and this one was, this was the beginning of the scientific testing one, right? So that's the first video, yep. which when it got released, like within a month or two, just went gangbusters for them, which was awesome. And then the second one is the 80s homage, 80s uh, action film homage, which is yeah. really, really fun. But yeah. Which also has a shot in our studio, which might be in this reel. Oh, you know what? It is. I think it's when they're the interrogation scene. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The interrogation scene is here. So it's right oh, here. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So again, in studio. And if you know our studio, you know, this is the door to come in from the back of the office. The psych is over to the right. Wait. That way, I guess. I'm reversed on camera. It's over to the right over there. Um 
And we got Dave Geiser who appears in it in several of our things. Great friend. Well, um, and it's again, case in point, all you need is, I mean, this kind of looks like this warehouse space where they're keeping him. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a warehouse because we have the lights off, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's a concrete floor, concrete floor, like black walls. There's a ladder, you know, some set dressing goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also we Jeff, the- Jeff Bell back yeah. here as the enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The eye, did he have an eye patch? Yes. The eye patched enforcer. Yeah. Yes. And did. Anthony Wood, uh, great actor in the local area. Let's see. Yeah. And then this one, I think this post went up today too. This is fun. Um, a lot of people are part of this one. And Aaron, I believe this is Aaron right here, right? Aaron Williams. Yeah. yeah. On, mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, this is a fun one. Obviously, John and I are in here, but again, that basically that's I, I appreciate Jeff that you put these together because that's basically the same angle, you know, a, a thirty degree difference or so. But this exit sign is the one that we have. These are great too. Um, is the one that we have right here. That's the exit sign, right? But just a very different look and feel, you know. The, the other thing I think again, this is like a lesson for like any new filmmakers and obviously for clients like have this in your mind but people who are watching to like kind of learn what to do with the studio we had this mafia family dinner scene and we didn't have a like upscale victorian house with a dining room so we said well what what if they were just meeting in like what seemed like a secret location or like in a warehouse mm-hmm. Nobody, I don't think anybody cares at all when you watch this film that, you know, that we're sitting in just a dark, big room. It it just plays so well because mm-hmm. all the relevant detail is right there. It's the stuff that's lit, you know, and it's where the action takes place. So, yeah, again, just the different ways you can use a space. Mm-hmm. It's funny, so I can like time stamp things based upon the sound deadening tiles on the wall. <laughs> so I, I'm <clears throat> I'm the one who put those up, but I'm pretty sure I was not there on the shoot day. Now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, but obviously I was around at the time. That may have been in the early internship days where I was like uh, on a shoot occasionally. That was foolish but, of us to not have you there. <laughs> Also, I was probably still in school, so who knows if I was even available. <laughs> That's true. Or yeah. he's painting. You might have been painting. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> uh, Amanda has a great question. So you do a lot of construction, like we saw back with Avid Ratings. Um, sure. Let's see. I don't remember where it is. Here. You know, a lot of construction mm-hmm. there. I mean, basically anything that you see that's built, <laughs> Luke built, probably. Uh, Amanda asks, what's your favorite power tool? We're getting real personal Ooh. here. Boy. Um, table saws are a lot of fun. <laughs> but Said I, I no would, one ever. <laughs> I would have to say just a, uh, <laughs> this is so nerdy, uh, just a good quality uh, power drill mm. is probably the most versatile, you know, you can get a lot done with just uh 
you know, like an impact driver. And I was going to say, so you have like those Makitas in the back, right? Yeah. Like, and you have a regular one and then you have the impact. What's your, what's your favorite, the regular or the impact? Probably the impact. Yes. (laughs) If you're you're ever driving screws, get an impact driver. Yeah. I've definitely stolen. (laughs) Pays itself off the the first time you use it so much easier. Yeah. That's something, I don't know. uh, Let's see. Can I task somebody like uh, Jeff to go just take a picture of the uh, The tool bench? (laughs) Just the the work area that we have. It's, it's, you know, it's actually about the size of the room that I'm in. It's, I don't know, 12 by 20 or, you know, it's maybe a little bigger. There is a a picture on somewhere too. Yeah. If, If you could take a picture of that, send it to Luke. And then Luke sent it to me in my Slack. Okay. I can pull that up. But that's an amazing thing. Like, I don't know what's ever's going back on back there because I know Luke has a bunch of his tools, his personal tools stored there. But then we have some tools too. And I just keep being like, Luke, just buy whatever tools you need. You know, we'll, we'll reimburse you. Like, I want to have these things here because we you use know. them so much. It's so amazing. And we could just turn to you and be like, Luke, I need, I don't know. Let's pick something uh from here luke oh my gosh this is a great how's that how's that look sorry the kids are on over there um you know we need some walls that that pop up that can be Mm -hmm. used for a set in the background which if you watch what we do these appear everywhere i'm gonna find you something i i know there's one in here there these appear everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I think we originally built those for uh, the podcast. Yep. That was the original use, but then, you know, they just sit in the studio and it's like, you know, what can we do to make this set a little more interesting or add some depth? And those get pulled out a lot. So a lot of different uses. And actually, I think I have that. Boom. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, and this is this is fantastic. Um you can kind of see, I think this is pretty close to where it is for camera. Um, you know, we, we, we experiment with a lot of things, which is fun. And it's great that we have the capability. We have the people, we have the Luke, the Luke of all trades, as we call it. Have we ever gotten you a business card? Cause that's what we always refer to you as. Not it yet. Should just be like Luke <laughs> oh, of man. all trades. Um, yep. but yeah, you know, this looks great. Uh, you probably have, we have some examples of this on the live stream demo, which you cut, mm-hmm. but that wall is the same one that we see over here you know you can repurpose everything i don't even know what this is oh this is our ping Ping pong pong table table, yep that's right and this is the green room in the bathroom yep anything to add depth (laughs) oh this is good um amanda wants to know what the your idea of a perfect date would be Miss Congeniality style. <laughs> also, she thought it'd be pretty awkward if uh, you didn't get the reference, but it it stands. I love it. What's what's your idea of a perfect date? Ah, <laughs> this is better than two truths and a lie. Probably some sort of activity. Like I'm all for sitting down and talking, but you know, going and doing something active would probably be high on my list. You know some sort of, not a sport, but like, you know, I don't know, frisbee golf came to mind or something. Excuse know, me, walk. disc golf? Sorry, disc or frisbee golf. 
Oh my god. Yes, disc golf. All disc um, golfers are upset with you right now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the perfect date. That, disc golf. Something active, dinner, and then probably a movie would be like Ooh. would be a pretty good setup. What kind of movie? Would it be an intellectual movie? Or blockbuster? Or because this is also like do I gel with this person? Are they gonna sure would it work with a weird I would, I would say or? yeah, I would say an intellectual movie would be better for that purpose. To be able to like discuss it, you know, in depth afterwards and you know, see what their opinion is, but like Schindler's list. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the green mile. There you go. But not the eight mile. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, so this is a great picture of you too, and I love those, Amanda. <laughs> those are great questions. Yeah. It it should just be personal and awkward because that's how life is. Um, this is great. Talk us through this, if you remember how many yeah, times you had to do this and how that worked out. <laughs> so this was for uh, last, right, last year's, no, two years ago, Christmas video, if I remember. Yep. And the gag was uh, we had Phil hooked up in a harness and we were, the goal was to find like the perfect sound of Christmas. So we're having Phil fall on a pillow to create, create was it Santa falling down the chimney or something? <laughs> along yeah. those lines so i was cutting the rope with like these hedge trimmers <laughs> and they would not cut the rope and so i don't think you can see it the way this is cut but i'm like you know going like this trying to cut the rope yeah it took me like you know three or four slices uh but that was that was pretty funny <laughs> This is fun too because with these personal Christmas projects, there's usually several directors. So that that's a tough thing on a small set when something doesn't work. Everyone has an idea and a solution. Sure. And you know, about ninety percent of the time, we're open to that feedback. But sometimes you're like, I can't have everyone's opinions. Just you know, hold that light or do do your thing because sure. we're gonna disagree on how to do it, and somebody just needs to make a decision. Also, this is great with Phil, like that mouth. And you can definitely tell he's just jumping from the ground. Yo. <laughs> uh, I, think, yeah. I don't know if it's the way this, the studio reel is cut or the actual piece, but the way it's cut is just hilarious. <laughs> and he just, he just commits Three to shots. it yeah, here with, with his arms all the way back. That's great. These are good ones, too. I love this uh, for Marquette. Um, these were instructional videos. Yeah. What, what was the specific topic? I forget. So this is a client came to us. They've got they 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 run a engineering program where they're like in charge of the co op opportunities that the students go on, mm -hmm. and they wanted to make these instructional videos to sort of like help the students figure out just tips for how to work in your co-op and they wanted them to be really creative and engaging, you know, and just fun for the students. Um, so, you know, this, you know, scene you're looking at is something about something about pressure and deadlines or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted, they wanted all the scenes to be 
you know, we or we collaborated on this idea to make them have some sort of kind of style to them. And mm-hmm. so this one's kind of done in this old fashioned uh, detective office mm-hmm. style with like the smoky kind of atmosphere and the light coming in through the blinds. But then there's also the counter in the bottom, which is like from 24. Um, yeah, but another example here of like, well, what is the set? Mm-hmm. It's just we've we've blacked out the background and given you just the relevant elements to fill in the rest of the details with mm-hmm. your mind. You know, we get it. Like, yeah, she's in an office. She's in a. There's a coat hanging on a hanger in the background. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's a window over there where the light's coming in. Mm-hmm. But all we really had was like just those elements and then yep. nothing in the background. Yeah, super simple set. It was, you know, really came down to lighting, I think. Yeah, the and I'll show the other one of this too. And these are fun because the client was so open to creative and they were so super creative themselves. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I believe this is this one might have been kind of about organization because each mm-hmm. of the videos had, you know, how to prepare, how to be ready. Um, but it's, you know, this disorganized person with a deadline who just can't find what they need to find. Um, yeah, the lighting on this was so amazing. I don't remember who we had. Did we have somebody else for this or was this all internal? I think Jordan was on this. I think Jordan was on it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Post working on the, let's give him that. Helping us with the, the lighting master. Yeah. Yeah. And this is fun. So you had to paint the whole site black. That was the first time. It, was it black or was gray? that yeah. no i don't know that I, we actually we i wonder if that's like something other than the site that's that's duvetine oh really yeah oh good yeah. that's I a crazy so. ra- random happenstance <laughs> you can because we me. had some we had some scenes that were on a white site yep for the for this client so is the boxing scene in this reel I yes, think, yeah. Like, that was great. Yeah, that was the other, or one also, of the other ones. Just for John and Luke, when you see me turn and talk to my family and you hear me <laughs> do that, I'm muting myself. So okay. don't worry about that. You guys can keep talking. Um, yeah, I love that we have the boxing, you know, this boxing footage. And then we have, where'd it's it like, go? Oh, apparently we do a lot of boxing. I just had it. <laughs> yeah, it's very thematic it for bit, us. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Oh, there we go. Whoops. Oh, it was yeah. so good. All and, the haze. Yeah, and again, it's like... Did we not you, paint it? That's fully convincing boxing scene. Yeah. There's nothing there other than three ropes mm-hmm. hung between some stands. And then we put in a stool. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, usually there's a stool kind of in the corner. And then it's her, like, you know, outfit the boxing gloves yep. and whatever well and some super great lighting like you can just picture i think we have those leco's uh those mm-hmm. kind of more um not studio lighting but more of a um, theater light theater lighting yeah thank you mm-hmm. so what you see in a theater or wrestling or boxing those big old you know kind of long conical lights we've got those in here shooting that yep. obviously we've got something it's i think it's low you know you see we have a low light from the shadow just to kind of boost her up but 
Yeah, these guys are great. These are the clients and the actors. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we just, for the background, we just like teed a 20 by 20, like ultra bounce maybe even, or like do a teen. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think we painted the site for that one. And now we have so much do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> Luke and I were investigating Duvetine separately, and Luke had the task of coming up and doing it. So he came up and found some, and we ordered it. And then I forgot that that happened, and I was I still had those tabs open, so I was like, "Oh, I better finish this." But now we have enough do that we can do. Like, what was that? Um, we we, we do the whole side of the studio for yeah the Saint for, Ambrose one. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is fun. Oh, this is a good one too. So this is the American Advertising Federation where we tell a story every year for their silver medal award. And this time it was with Harvey and he has Yeah, yeah he he's like a <laughs> he, he's a big uh car buff. Um, or actually writer, he writes yeah. he's he got like a blog or something right or uh yeah he gets sent car. vehicles to blog about mm -hmm. um and he's a big advertising um guy in town uh who has kind of retired somewhat from the advertising he still does a little and he does a lot of this traveling and, and blog writing but we had an awesome car so we also have other shots of this but we got it in and in jordan post again was helping us out with it and we're just like hey yeah let, let's do something really cool and shoot some really cool stuff so this is a this is a truck pulled into our studio <laughs> and it just kind of looks like a i don't know like a badass night scene yeah. somewhere you have like the yellow kind of greeny light um from a california uh whatever those lights are in a halogen or whatever and mm -hmm. he just kind of looks so badass we had to, this window was so hard cleaning and stuff I remember and it was snowy um so i believe it dropped snow into the studio that's always a fun thing yeah oh yeah yeah that, that happens a lot if we have a on location shoot in the winter bringing the trailer back full of snow <laughs> yeah got to keep an eye on otherwise you have water everywhere you know, and this is actually where the trailer goes. I think we pulled, might have pulled it in a little bit closer, but we don't have a, you know, it's not a huge studio. It's how much did we decide it is? Like 1,500 square feet, 1,600? Something it's, like that. It's the I'm size sure. of our old office, <laughs> our mm -hmm. studio is, which is nice. But we can do cars. We can do huge sets. So much fun. And there's a light, you know, being moved. Well, that, so that, that was a cool thing. Um, again, Jordan was on that one. Uh, and thinking creatively. So, like, I'm, I think it, it works as, like, kind of a cool way to show off the thing. But it also adds some movement to the shot. So, like, if you're in a studio and you can't actually physically move a car very far, like, you can get it in there, but you can't move it. Well, you can move the lights. You know, like, so you get that dynamic feel, you know, like things are moving. Cars just sitting there. We're moving the lights around. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, that's 
And then I don't know if we had the grid back then, but hung a ton of those little hanging bulbs. I think we did actually have it at that time. It had, yeah, it had just been installed. Yep. (laughs) Pretty much. Yep. I think we had to pick up a bunch of extra extension cords and dimmers too for all those. Mhm. Yep. And I think there's a there's a practical light yeah. in that shot. Um there's a red light that is cued to turn on at a particular moment to add a little red light to the subject's face there and then that's timed with the VFX shot of the red uh death star coming up. So that it that that helps sell it, so that it really feels like it's there. Yep. Mhm. Well, this is a similar idea about like, okay, we have some of these things come down to like constraints, but sometimes constraints give you the best creative. Mm -hmm. So we had one day we needed to shoot three different actors in three different scenes um, using this red light uh, product, which Mm -hmm. is like a red light. Infrared or UV or something. Um, Like skin rejuvenation, hair rejuvenation, Mm -hmm. whatever. It does a lot of things. And, so we we did this scene where um, where each subject is in kind of a setting, but there's again not much to that setting. Like we've got this is kind of his like sink area where he's like shaving and getting ready. Um, I think there's just a table that we had, and we put a mirror up behind it, and we don't even have a sink. We just used a bowl because it kind of. I mean, you don't really pay attention to it, but it kind of looks like one of those bowl sinks or something. Um, I believe that's our kitchen. We to, uh, you might kitchen be muted, Ryan. I was, yeah. And, okay, and you were. Okay. I fixed Showing it. Yeah, thank up, you. You know, places where you might be able to use this red light. So, you know, you, know, you could hang it up near your mirror. Mm-hmm. And while you're getting ready in the morning, you're benefiting from it, whatever. But again, it was like the most efficient way to crank through three different scenes in three different settings without like moving a film team from this room to this room to this, or from one location to another and trying to pack it all into one day, mm-hmm. which again is a benefit of being in a space you can control yep. and you've got your grid above you just to hang the lights wherever you want instead of trying to like squeeze them into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other shot with that you know it's all it's all white but we lit that psych differently so you see sorry there you go so you see you know we have a little green light back there just really helps separate out the or the turquoise light helps separate out the red which is nice also filming like freaking red <laughs> like this is ridiculous it's yeah. very hard to do um camera sensor does not like red light no not <laughs> well, shooting that directly would... into the yeah sensor, yeah it's not diffuse or anything. Yeah. I and, you know, we, we shot had, this a lot of different ways, too. 
I think they're also infrared. I think we had the infrared lights turned off because the sensor really doesn't like that. Yeah. And then we actually have some, I think we have ND film. Yeah, that's uh, right. Like taped to the light to bring down the level because it's really intense. It's a mm -hmm. really bright light. Yep. And it wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't I think we had off. one or two layers of like 0.9 to really yes. make it like, in, if you're looking at it in person, it's like, holy cow, this is significantly darker. But even even with that on camera, it's still very bright. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah, couches. So this is... An office see, couch. Is this <laughs> the one in your office, John? Or, or is this the front? Yep. That's, okay. that's from my office. Yep. Yeah. This is from the uh, entryway. That, uh, that plant is another one that you'll see in many of our videos. <laughs> Little yep. Easter egg that <laughs> yeah. a lot. You see that over here with our, our uh, whatever. This yeah, with there yep. we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean we use everything. I and I love like I love shooting out in the field and mm -hmm. the challenges that, that brings and the different looks you get. But it's also like I don't know. It's like a Friday night movie night. It's just like so comfortable to be in the studio. Like mm -hmm. I feel like we have a lot of safety, a lot of control, and then. Yep. Yeah, we have all of our, you know, everything you see in this, with very few exceptions, are things that we have, you know, like, I think yep. we bought this desk and now that's being used, same thing with the chair, and, like, this is one of my lamps, I think, Maybe you know, this is the white version of what we saw before, mm -hmm. you saw the dark version, now it's the light version. Yeah, I think one of those photos I sent you actually had... I think we're shooting both portions of that in the same day. So we had the psych lit up all white with all those white elements. And then um, to the right of that, we had another set. Yeah. I'm assuming we shot that in the same day. I don't remember exactly, but. I think, uh, I think we did shoot the dark one on a different day because I think we did paint yep. the psych. Um, but you're right. Okay. Yeah, we. This is an amazing shot yeah. to show you. Even in oh, and we have two the ladder totally, right there. <laughs> yeah, two totally different setups in the studio. Two totally different setups in studio. Yep. You know, got all the lights hanging, which is very helpful. And then this ladder, which is <laughs> there amazing. it is. The ladder. Yeah, it slides up and slides down. So good. Yep. It latches like right. I have Pinterest to thank for that with slight modification on my end, but. <laughs> I was like, how the heck can I make something that, you know, gets compact when it's not in use, but it's also not overly complicated? Uh, and, yeah, just cut out a portion of, like, the, I think it's a two-by-six, and then just kind of framed it in with some, like, flat steel, like a one-by, it's saying it's, like, one-eighth, and then it's actually, like, plumbing pipe that it's hanging on. That, that attaches it to the storage room so oh yeah right there yeah. yeah i've always wondered too i'm like maybe we need a safety just in case this ever comes off i'm sure it's super secure you, you yeah i thought about it things, um wouldn't hurt maybe but yeah and we we made these well. much bigger we made yeah these those ended up being taller so you like, can actually hold on to them when you walk yep yep Oop. sorry all my things ring um, this is an awesome one though and you'll see like this shaved out area where you have a metal 
piece yep. that is the basically the hook kind of the you know holds on yeah. to this bar which is amazing and then let's see yeah it latches right there it's so amazing mm -hmm. and this is why i've appreciated you know one of the reasons i've appreciated your your work and your capabilities because i always like to say that ideas are crap it's you know those who execute <laughs> right that it's useful and so yep. like we might have an idea of okay i want stairs but it's got a you know slide up close to the wall and hide away essentially sure that's such a random idea and you figure that out you know same thing with our storage room um and with these you know we're giving you we give you small prompts and you deliver mm -hmm. with excellence so thank you for that you're pretty awesome no worries <laughs> <laughs> yeah the order of operations is often here's an idea i'm like okay i'll think about it for a bit and then it's immediately to like google or youtube yeah try and find people who have done something similar who have had similar ideas and then it's okay how does that apply to this situation so you know yeah so thank you to <laughs> jeff or whoever sent the photos over yeah that was jeff yep thank you jeff you're amazing uh, so this is the tool area um what you can't see is like drawers i mean you see with a lot of stuff and there's just a lot of things everywhere but organized in such a great way so this is a great semi-organized it's kind of messy right now but yeah it probably doesn't help that I jump in there and do something for no, like a half an hour and then I just leave stuff and I'm like, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> it's all in the same spot. I'll, I'll find it. Yeah, exactly. I'll even, you know, I'll, I'll need to do something at home and I'm like, ooh, we probably have that wrench size at the yeah. office. Text me, do we have this? I'm like, yeah, probably. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yep. And this is cool. This is right behind the psych. You can kind of see from over yep. here. That's the trailer into the, into the uh, studio there, but. Yep. Little little table saw here, your favorite tool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of everything. That was another project recently was kind of separating those two spaces uh, with a, you can probably see it in that other picture, just a massive, it's like it would be obscenely expensive to get a curtain that big and like that custom size. So I think we ended up like, I found a bunch of like four by eight black, you know, blackout curtains that were uh, from Amazon or something. And then I think I like epoxied and maybe carpet taped them together. <laughs> but that's been up for, I don't know, six months, nine months, a year now. And so, yeah, I, I think it helps, you know, like you gotta, yeah. it helps with the sound because yep. less echo that little corner back there catches some stuff and the garage door is there so i think it helps with temperature too and definitely separates things out yep yeah and that's that's those little things like early on john and i did you know john and his founders of the company it's like all right mm -hmm. uh oh man i wish we had pictures of our first office space oh, we, our first we do somewhere <laughs> yeah somewhere um but john and i built half walls and put them into the ground and this and you know we floored yep. an area we floored by the kitchen and stuff like that and so when we have a team member like luke who we can count on yeah i don't have to be hanging these and figuring this out <laughs> you know um i can yeah. be kind of doing the things that a creative director can be and you know certainly i think there's some camaraderie and jumping in and helping 
each other do yeah, things you know definitely um but it's yeah it's just been so helpful let's see we got a couple questions here luke what is the most challenging tasks you faced when working on creating a new set that's a good one and hmm. we got this one up for you most challenging like on a particular project or just in general in general i think when working on creating a new um, set I think it's, I mean, this is maybe kind of a generic answer, but it's just, it's always the unforeseen things you don't think about when you're in the mock-up stage or the creative stage. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, but yeah, do you have just an unforeseen like, thing from the Avid Ratings one? Well, I guess, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is with those flats, you know, I think the idea was, um, you know, well, We'll build these and then we'll just paint them with a the high gloss paint and again if i'm remembering correct correctly it wasn't enough it wasn't the sheen we wanted so we ended up having to go and get some like high gloss polyurethane finish and that it was it was more of just a time thing it wasn't like a huge problem it was just more hours of of putting that polyurethane on but that would be a simple example um What's been like the like, most challenging? Yeah. Hmm. Like we we've, we've given you a task. Sure. And you're like, "Oh crap, how am I going to do this?" <laughs> oh man. I mean, um, has there been anything? Maybe you're just like, "I don't know how to do this, but I'll figure it out." Yeah, hey, I would say it's more more of that like Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you've got you haven't thrown anything at me yet that's like I have genuinely no idea how to do this. I haven't encountered that yet. Um, it's it's more just like, okay, I have not I haven't done anything like this yet. You know, brain you know, and then brainstorming, troubleshooting, mm -hmm. lots of online searching forums, stuff like that. Um, but I haven't encountered anything yet that's like, unless you guys can think of anything. Have we had to like ditch any part of a? set piece that well it's not it wasn't in the studio but the set piece that was a challenge that doesn't have any sort of like correlation to well i've done this you know helping my dad at home or whatever sure but the um the prize wheel for the oh yeah that's, that's i shoot, forgot you know? about that that mm, might take, that was that might take the one. cake how do you make a prize wheel that you spin that has yes. a little flapper that like yep. stops and yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that, but that would probably be my answer because that was very much a, like, here's the idea, but then actually building it, like, the closest example you can find online is, like, somebody makes a little, like, one foot by one foot mm -hmm. prize wheel that weighs three pounds, not 80 pounds. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that was an interesting project, figuring that out because it was... A, I think it ended up being like a one-inch sheet of melamine cut into a circle that mounted to like a four-by-four four that had a base to, you know, mm -hmm. secure it, you know, keep it up securely. And then uh, I specifically remember on that project trying to find out where the heck I could find bearings that I could fit into the four-by-four four post, but also like fit one-inch like plumbing pipe. Mm -hmm. I think is what we ended up using. And I don't, I think I ended up finding some, 
maybe like an auto parts store. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I do remember right. that. And like, you know, if you don't know like a bearing, it's or ball bearing, you know, mm-hmm. it's a thing where something turns, you know, that's the kind of the version that we have. But there's literally like, you know, 20 balls in there. Yep. So that the inside thing just rotates along those balls, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing that, you know, just being impressed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a challenge because it's like, you know, you don't have the the standards for bearings don't meet the standards for plumbing pipe. <laughs> so trying to find something, that I big. think I had to shim it, shim it with like, it worked out well, but I think I honestly may have had to shim it with toothpicks if I remember correctly, like oh, along wow. the outside of the, <laughs> the pipe to fit yeah. in in the bear but so there's a lot of those like what do i have you know at my disposal to make this work uh-huh and so a lot of that kind of random problem solving and i remember too uh, yeah that the little flipper thing yep that's fell off once or twice and it's one of those things where like we test it and we test it but we didn't test it for 10 hours you yeah. know and that's that's just one of those kind of learning things like, all right, well, if we do a wheel again, yep. we need to make sure we just spin the heck out of it because yes. it's got one of those little flippers that gets hit every time, you know, yep. one inch passes on the circle. Right. And I think mm-hmm. I think halfway through the day or part part of the way through the day, we did come up with a way to keep it on there. Well, I, rem- I feel like yeah, I remember we were. Involved. Yeah, probably. We were kind of uncertain in the in the mocking up stage if this was going to work and we did test it and it worked mm-hmm. but i remember i had brought like i brought my drill i brought some extra screws yeah. some tape that second right. rubber piece i was like if this fails we can hopefully fix it or jerry-rig it somehow uh, and it did end up i think just breaking but we were able to, able to repair it well and i think that is like you in a nutshell like you're prepared you think about things you you know, you come with extra equipment just in case. And that's not only figuring things out, but you're ready when you're asked sure. something or something comes up. And I think that's, yeah, that's one of the strengths that, that we have in, in our Luke mm-hmm. of all trades is that, you know, you're just prepared and uh, trying to be prepared for, for every unforeseen situation. <laughs> I mean, you really don't have the luxury of being the type of person that, would call an expert or a contractor for everything that comes up mm-hmm. because when you're on a set, yeah, there's no time for that. Or you would just, you just wouldn't get to do the shoot, you know, yeah. like the thing would happen and you'd be like, well, I don't know how to do anything. And now I have to wait for somebody to, to come. Yeah. And we I think it also effort. speaks to like the set, my like on location set mindset in general, that it's, yeah. You know, outside of just set design and set building, it's very much a group effort of this problem came up. Everybody, what are your ideas? How can we fix this quickly but effectively? Um, and that kind of carries over into set design and, and sets occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are kind of wrapping up here. Um, did we go through everything over here? Let's see. Yeah, there's a couple extra things, you know. I think you can all recognize all these parts now. But it, <laughs> this, so this is Sarah, and she worked at a network um, for many, many years. And so we wanted to have a little bit of a uh, kind of realistic background feel. So we just have things that we have around the office again, you know, a light, a ladder. Yep. Um, 
But again, we are using the white psych. You see the components of it, but it just, you know, feels nice and unique. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys want to touch on the subway set at all? Yeah, probably. That was, that was <laughs> it's like one of the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and this is great too. Yep, more more. Uh, yeah. VFX magic by Jeff. A completely separate shots put together. Yep. Yeah. So that yeah, that set is impressive. And now there's a lot of credit that goes to this guy. His mm -hmm. name is Max uh, Max Valenza. Mm -hmm. He's just a guy. So um, he uh, had this idea. He actually wanted to do a film, and he had this plan to do a Kickstarter on it and wanted to sort of create a teaser of a particular scene. And so he had a limited budget for, for working with us. So the set, he did a lot on his own, and we, you know, again the flexibility of having a studio, we were able to allow him to like, well, yeah, you can come in and work in the studio and keep your stuff kind of off to the side, you know, if we need to use this space for something. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's the value of just having somewhere where you can go and work yep. and keep building things up over the course of however many weeks it took. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, he did the set design or he did the set pieces with the bricks cut out of, um, you know, like foam. It was like, yeah, yeah one-inch insulation. Board. Um, he laid in his own floor, just this concrete board painted. Mm -hmm. um, and then Yeah, and he painted one, all this too, right? Yeah, he did. And then we wanted to make it feel like uh, this, like, sewer kind of hallway. Um, and... So we're like, well, we need pipes, you know, we need this like piping and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we put together some, you know, big, long PVC pipes and then hung them mm -hmm. uh, up above there. This is the same sort of thing where we had a limited number of set pieces, but made a space out of it. So the set piece on the left side of that frame is giving us a corner that we kind of come around this corner mm -hmm. and and it feels like this hallway in reality there's nothing uh, there on the left side in this yeah. shot because we don't have that many set pieces mm -hmm. we have um, walls yeah but there's a there's a hallway there um there's a door that he built very impressive mm -hmm. uh set piece that he built and then that that black empty spot in the background is sort of like another hallway that goes back another direction, mm -hmm. but there's actually nothing there. Mm -hmm. um, we are just trying to extend the set and the, the space yep. um, and then put that light into the wall uh, and wired that up so that it actually mm -hmm. works and turns on. And then I think there's just, as you go further back and you, you get kind of like smoke and haze in the atmosphere, you lose the rest of that, and in in reality, the set stops right there. There's mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. black black curtain or dubatine yeah, right there. Yep. Um, but I'm again, trying. you know, the spots of light where you put things creatively, and 
um, keep the attention on the spot in the scene mm-hmm. that you need. We we rented some scaffolding That's to put right, yeah, on the set. Uh, there's a scene where this character is kind of like an action scene thing. He uh, he hides up in the pipes in the ceiling, um, and, and in order to get up down. there, yeah, mm-hmm. we needed something to support that weight. So there's a scaffolding that actually goes up above that. Um, that shot's not in here, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this was that was a impressive set. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we should totally look and see just where this ended up because, like, this shot right here is amazing. Like, I haven't I heard love from everything it about forever. This. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Max, if you're out there, we'd love to hear how it's going. <laughs> this this turned out so well. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and and you got those lights like motivated. We have this. We have this in the previous shot. It's you know, I think. It's kind of like there's a light right here up above, right? Uh, we've never seen sewers like this, but you know, if you think industrial underneath a building, you know, that's yep. probably yeah. more what this is. But I'm trying to think of what this is, by the way. Is this uh, our air conditioner? Maybe, or it could be a chunk of the the scaffolding. I can't really see it. I'm not sure. Side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have more pipes coming here. I don't know. This is this is cool. But this is, you know, this is an example just of the diversity of things that yep. you can shoot with a little bit of creative in a studio. Definitely. So I think we're kind of at our time, but I do want to get to know Luke a little bit more. So let's do two truths and a lie, but John and I are not going to play oh, no. this time. We're just going to guess. We're going <laughs> to guess for you. So if you need one minute to vamp, um we can i can give you that yeah go ahead and write that down um i'll I'll vamp one of my favorite things to say there's probably something in here that we have not shared let's see yeah so these these were really hard to do this is in studio but this is also a projector so Mm -hmm. the uw had designed a campaign where they projected an image on the person as if they're remembering their time. So this is somebody remembering their time at the, the union, you know, Memorial Union with those chairs. Um, and this was the hardest thing ever to shoot because like this, the projector that we had, again, we had a projector. It doesn't get as bright as a light. So we have to figure out, okay, how do we do that? And I think we also boost, you know, we have a light hitting just her to just help bring her up a little. Right. And well, and you have to make sure light. that because you know if you have ever used a projector you know that the moment on a light the quality of the projector starts it degrading out. yep so yeah you know like we obviously want to and, and if you look back at you know one of those shots we wanted the we the 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 stuff from the scene to be on them that was part of the concept mm-hmm. But you don't really want it on their face. You know, you don't want like a big thing coming across their face. And so figuring out how to minimize that was an interesting challenge. So I think there's some very carefully focused lights that are bringing up the levels on their faces to make them look nice and good, good uh, skin color and things like that. Um, But then not bleeding over onto the background. 
there's a lot going on in these very simple looking shots. Mm -hmm. And then these are good too. So that AAF shoot that we talked about, American Advertising Federation, and something that I've always loved in the creative is just the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I love occlusion. I love GAC. Um, so whenever we can just do whatever the heck we want, you'll sometimes see this type of thing in a shot. But like, just look at this configuration. And this is one of those things too, where, you know, uh, in this case, I think I uh, was creative lead, but I had an idea and was like, Luke, something like this. And like, look at all this stuff. Like, you know, what will often happen is uh, an idea gets communicated to Luke. He sets it up and then John or I just walks in and then talks to Luke for like another 15 minutes and then he finishes it, you know, how to refine it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That but was like, the Interatron, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Was so you see he's looking right into the camera, you know, you see how lovely that looks and like mm. just the simplest idea given to Luke and then a little refinement and you do all that stuff again. <laughs> thank you so much for your no hard worries, work thanks. and allowing yeah. us to do this cool stuff. <laughs> all right. I think, I think I'm set. <laughs> okay. And then of course, another Jeff, uh, John and Phil joint here. This is just the studio as it is. This is what it looks like with all the lights yep. on and John with half a pizza to himself. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep. And a nice set piece there, a uh, gigantic paper mache yes. bell. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the shoemakers for helping us with our Christmas video. <laughs> so good. So great. Okay. So, Luke, what do you got for us? Two truths and a lie. Here we go. All right. We'll do this. We'll so, I've not put up. this in forever. It's just I just got to go through all of them, and you guys guessed, correct? Yes. You want to okay. trick us, though. Yes. Okay. So, first one. When I was a baby, um, I was getting my diaper changed. So I was like, I don't know, two or three maybe. And my mom handed me just the landline phone to play with to keep me distracted. And I ended up dialing 911 somehow. And... I don't know if my mom, I think my mom realized it and she's like, you know, it's just my kid. He accidentally dialed 911 and they had to end up coming out and just, you know, doing like a welfare check, make sure nobody was actually in danger. Uh, so that's the first one. Second one uh, is that I have never broken a bone so far in my life. <laughs> that's a classic one. It's yes. hard. It's hard to know, except when we've talked about it before. Yep. Um, third one is, uh, I think as you guys know, I just recently took a motorcycle safety course and there's, you know, I know there's like eight people in my class, but they kind of pair you off with a partner and my partner, uh, didn't realize it until like halfway through the course, but he used to be my neighbor when he was like eight years old <laughs> and he's like in his teens now, uh, so that was kind of a funny, funny coincidence there, but there they are. Let's see. So the first one is, the second one is you never broken a bone. The third one is Correct. in your motorcycle class, 
the person did not realize they were your neighbor and they're a teenager. Yep. And the first, first one, one was 911. 911 when you're two or three or four or five getting your so, diaper I don't changed. know. I, I don't know how long like you're that. in diapers. You know, no, no, know no judging here. <laughs> I'm going to return to diapers when I get old. So, um, full circle. Yeah. Let's see. Number one is a good long story. Number two is trite. Also, Luke has seen like most of these. And so, uh, I feel like you might know the tricks that, that John has developed. <clears throat> I don't know. What do you think, John? Sneaky. I think it's the bone thing. It's too short. Um, it's just too short. I, I don't know. I mean, that could be impressive. That would be a really good story. The first one's true, I'm pretty sure. I think I've heard that before. The last one, I have no clue. The motorcycle safety class sounds like something you would do. I don't. I haven't heard about it. I was supposed to get a motorcycle, but it's not happening. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> so I know Luke has been working on his motorcycle, which was his dad's. Okay. Um, I I don't know if you've seen his van, but in the back he's got like a motorcycle uh trailer. It's not a trailer; it's a mount. I don't know rack thing. Rack, yes. Yeah, so it looks like a bike rack, but it's super heavy duty. And I, and I was always wondering, I was like, what the heck is going on there? And then one day, one Saturday, I came into the office and he had the, the motorcycle in the office. So I know you're doing a motorcycle, you know, updating. So I assume you want to get your license so you can drive it. So I feel like I'm going to go with John on that one too and say that one's true. So John, you said number two, the broken bone thing is not true. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. I, I want to say that, um, but I'm just going to go with three to say maybe that's somebody else's story. Um, well, let's see. I don't even remember what number three was. Number three was that. Um, My neighbor ended up oh, being right. the person that I was partners with in the class. Yeah. Maybe he was there, but you weren't partners with him. So I'm going to go with that. Number three. All right. Drum roll. John is correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you guys might spring this on me, so I tried to come up with some ideas beforehand. Nice. I came up with my two truths. I could not think of a lie, and I can't <laughs> think on the spot. So I was like, I've never broken a bone. But, so what bone did you break? So I've, I know I've at least broken my collarbone. When I was younger, I was on, I believe it was some, like, maybe a baby, like, on our counter, and I was being babysat, and I fell off and broke my collarbone. Or it was like a recliner, one of the two. I don't remember. And then <laughs> I may have broken my arm or part of it. I have a memory of having a cast, but I'd have to ask my parents for sure. <laughs> Isn't that a funny thing? Like, yeah, I think like, I remember this, but is it a story that somebody told about somebody right? else that I yeah. took on? Yeah. Like, remember I have, but is it is it actually something that happened to me? But yeah, so that was the lie. Um, I did call 911 as a baby while getting my diaper changed. That's and the the funnier part of that story is that I think it was either on Halloween or like the week leading up to Halloween and my uncle was over and like either putting on his outfit or like testing it, but he had like some red makeup for whatever part of his, you know, something on his face. I don't remember exactly, but my older sister, Katya, who was probably, you know, five or six at the time had gotten the makeup and was either like about to put it on something or putting it on her own face. And my uncle is like screaming, no, no, put that down while I have 911 on the phone. <laughs> so 
it didn't sound good to them. <laughs> but that, that's that amazing. Ended up being fine. But that was so. Funny. It's the anniversary of that coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, and then yeah, I took a motorcycle safety course a few weekends ago, and I got paired with this guy, and it was great. And then he ended up like taking a sweatshirt off, and I saw he had like a one of key sports, you know, team shirt on, and I saw his last name. I was like, wait a minute, I know that last name. And yeah, he was my neighbor from like eight years ago. I used to babies or dogs. I was going to say, but he's just like, a little kid. Yeah. And so like, now that I know who he is, it's like, oh, I see that. But like, he's like 16 now. I was like, I didn't recognize him at all. Oh, so that was fun. just a, a funny coincidence. But nice. You know, so there you have it. Well, and that's what we've got for today. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, and watching, or if you're watching this after the fact, thank you for watching. Let us know if you have any other questions because we will follow up and answer those questions. And Andrew did ask what your favorite tools or most useful tools, but I think you answered that before. That, that's a YouTube yeah. question. Somebody on Facebook asked that as well. The table saw, right? Yeah. Well, the drill. Drill is most useful. Oh, I'm sorry. Table, drill. table saw is fun to use would be my my answer. That's right. That's right. right. It was the table saw and then the drill is the most useful. Get, get an impact everyone, drill. Everyone, get yourself a solid drill impact combo impact set. Sawzall. Yeah. <laughs> you can do a lot with a sawzall. That's another one. That's like that's my that's next a true jack of all trades tool. You can yeah. do anything with that. I try to use a circular saw sometimes for certain things and it's not smart <laughs> yeah. in some cases. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So that's our episode today. Thank you, Luke, for coming on. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, you, you are truly the Luke of all trades. And next week, we're going to bring on Tom Kermgard um, from Kingdom. He's executive producer over at Kingdom, which was, let's see, Shine United, the agency here in Madison, um, their video production arm, um, which now is in Tilt's old studio. So Rich's old studio, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll have him on, a longtime veteran in the industry. It's going to be awesome. Tune in for that. Same bat time, same bat place. Uh, Luke and John, anything else uh, you got for me? Keep uh, your not friends really. close and your enemies closer. <laughs> Wise words. Awesome. Uh, Luke, do you have any? I know you do some photography on Instagram, which is awesome. I, I haven't been on Instagram, so I don't know if I've seen yeah. anything lately. Every but once in a while, I, have not, plug? I haven't posted on there in forever, but sure. Yeah, I'm on the gram. What do you, you got to plug for us? Anything? Just tune into backflip stuff. You, yeah, you've had a hand you in everything. You'll see me. Yeah, you'll see me here and there in backflip stuff. So Awesome. Yep. Cool. That's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>